Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hey, everybody. I know a lot of you have been looking forward to this because you heard my interview last week with Tash Tribiowski from Australia, and uh, she kind of left us hanging, or I caused her to uh, leave us hanging because we were out of time. But we're back now. Tash, welcome back for another episode of Grace to All with Paul Gray. Hi, Paul. Thanks for having me again. I'm still at the beach location. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I wish I was at the beach location, too. We don't have a beach in Kansas, but uh, we sure have a lot of nice people here. At any rate, last week, Tash, you were kind enough to tell us your story, starting when you were four years old and hearing from uh, God and being friends with God and hanging out and playing with God and then uh, uh, with angels. And then as your life took a different turn and then uh, different things, hearing God leading you back to him. And uh, we left off with you telling us about uh, you were kind of in a transition and a place of limbo and somebody told you about a website about a biker guy, right? Yeah, that's right. I was shown a website from a Christian man who transformed his life. His prior life was all actually crimes and drugs and prison and, you know, all kinds of bad things. And he totally transformed his life and uh, came to, had a revelation of Christ within and and his whole life just transformed and he started a, you know, successful food care outreach in Brisbane and that was uh, the biggest in Brisbane and he also ministered to outlaw biker clubs so he would go into some of the hardest biker clubs that we have and being an ex-biker and so forth himself that you know they're not really welcome to come in but he just you know God gave him that calling and he just had that supernatural power to be able to enter into these clubs and minister Christ to these people and so it was quite phenomenal so I read his story which was powerful and I really got to the end of that and I thought, wow, this is just incredible. But, you know, I must be a pretty thick person because I still didn't get it. <laughs> I was still travelling on this journey and I'm saying, I still don't understand God. <laughs> Jesus Christ is all through his testimony, but I don't get it. How can I have what he's got? Like I was on the journey. I started to transform, but I still didn't feel like I got it. I was still hungry. I was still thirsty. And by the sounds of his testimony, he sounded full. He sounded complete. And, and I wanted that too, you know. So and, and that's how I poured my heart out to God, by the way. I was just like, but how? But how? God, show me. And I started making demands. I don't get it. You, you know, bash me over a head with a hammer or something. You know, wake me up. What is happening? So it was about a year after I read through all that website that I gave birth to my son, my last little boy, and when I was in the hospital, on, it, was a, it was a Sunday, so it was the third day, and I was packing to go home from the hospital and I thought, well, I'll just put on the TV for background noise, you know, just, just something going on in the background as I pack up. 
And uh, so I didn't know the channel or anything like that. I just flipped it on and it happened to be an Australian preacher on. And I didn't even bother to change it because, you know, I wasn't even paying attention anyway. So I thought, but, you know, my spirit was all tuned in and, and listening but my head and that was just, no, it wasn't, it wasn't there because even at that stage in hospital and that time of my life, I still had a lot of anxiety, a lot of pressure, a lot of things I was getting out of. Uh, it was very messy. So I wasn't not even one bit thinking on God. I wasn't praying. I was not doing anything like that. I was actually consumed in, in a lot of anxiety. And, you know, my head was sort of blown up into that, even though I was overwhelmed and in love with my son, you know, that I just had. But I had all this stuff going on. So I wasn't thinking about God and I had the TV going. And as I walked past the TV, I just froze. Obviously, I heard Christ preached and I froze. And all I can say is that I was not in the hospital. Now, there is no time element in eternity. You know, we're so focused on time here, but there's no time. So I don't know how long I froze or I was gone for. You know, that was irrelevant. I, I was just gone. I wasn't there. And it was like a whirlwind of just unbelievable, indescribable, passionate love. And I know without any doubt whatsoever that eternity and leaving this present earth is nothing but pure love and being with God. Okay, The only hell we'll ever experience is what we put through our own minds living in this earth that we don't need to do, but we're conditioned to do. And it removes us from the love and the power of God that he's put in us. And so when I was all consumed and immersed, it was like I was sheltered, you know, I was sheltered under the wings of the Almighty and I was just, all I could think about is just going, wow, you know, it's like you're in the best ride as a kid going, wow, this is just phenomenal. And I was just delighted in the whole experience I had no concept of anxiety, no concept of depression, no concept of what was around me, not even a concept of that I'd had children. There was just nothing but pure, just unconditional love. That was all that I felt. That was all that I was wooed. And I saw in front of me in my spiritual vision, I saw fire. And I can honestly relate that to the Greek word orgy. It's the word wrath. And that is the passion, the love of God. It is not a wrath of evil, horror, torment, judgment. No, what I experienced and I know, because you've got to remember, I come from a very debauchery life. I lived the complete opposite to a pure life. I didn't know rules, didn't know regulations. I had no concept of any of that to follow. I was just, as people might call it, this dirty, rotten sinner. And here is God just wrapping me up and saying, listen, I love you. You know, I love all my children and the power and oh, just nothing. There was absolutely nothing. So I saw only nothing but unconditional love and the release of any kind of pressure that there ever was. It's just such a place that you never want to leave. I can tell you that much. It's so powerful. But I did have to leave. Apparently, God did bring me back. But, you know, I came back. And that's how I can put it is that I, I came back and I checked my surroundings and I looked over to see, yes, I had a son. And, and then I looked back at the TV and then I could understand every single scripture that he was preaching. Really? I understood 
you, yeah, I, I really, I I could never understand scripture. Couldn't, couldn't understand it, you know. I, as he was preaching, I was agreeing to everything. I could not only agree to it, I could actually see it in my life as a transformation that, yes, this is the right path. I get it. I see it. You know, I get it. I had somehow got lost and forgot my way and was totally living an absent wrong identity in some foreign land, walking out there in the wilderness, and now I'd come back home. You know, the Father restored my identity. I could see Christ. I could see the Father, the Holy Spirit. You know, I could feel the love, the power. I could understand the scriptures, everything he was saying. I was totally and utterly in love with Jesus Christ, totally in love with the Father, totally in love. And I was completely wooed. I was blown away. And, you know, love just keeps on going. It's There is no end to love. It's just this bottomless pit. You just keep on going and you fall deeper and deeper and deeper. And there's all twists and turns along the journey, absolutely. But the central place in the heart is just consuming love. And, you know, when I got home, my whole house was just filled with Bibles. Everywhere I went, I just wanted to know more and learn all about my father and learn about my identity. Who am I? You know, what have I come here for? What's going on here? But it all brought me back to when I was that child again and having that relationship where it was uh, a two-way conversation. So that's what prayer is to me. I'm talking to God as I do every day and then I'm hearing God and then I'm responding from out of that. So even if I've got a wrong thought, because I've been conditioned for so many years and drilled into a wrong way of living, Sometimes you get tempting thoughts, which the Bible says you're going to to be tempted. And there will be these things that come at you. And so now I'm able to recognize and know that that's an error, right? Even though I'm so close to maybe going down that way, I can stop and say, God, now why do I want to do this? Why is this body desiring to go that way when really I don't want to? And I know the fruit of it isn't nice. It's not going to be a nice tasting fruit. There's, There's not going to work for me. All work will be beneficial to anyone else. So now it's just coming back and it's actually just having that connection where God as a father is going to teach you and say, listen, I'll tell you why this isn't going to be beneficial for you. Let's take a walk and a talk and let's just knock this thing out. So sooner or later, if you ask God questions, you're going to get an answer. So sometimes I find I'm ready and I can be responsive. And other times I'm not ready to hear, just like a child. I'm just not ready to, I don't want to know the answer to this yet, God. You know, I'm not happy at the moment. This isn't going well. And, you know, I've slipped back into a thought period where it's not working for me. And, but, you know, what I find is I just think back on love and his presence and his unconditional love. And that snaps me out like that. And then God just starts ministering to me and he'll bring me, you know, to the remembrance of love and why things are not beneficial and to not take these tempting paths and and it just knocks everything out. So I think just walk it out, be open and honest with God because he knows everything anyway and he's going to settle it in your heart, you know, which way that you're going to go. So from coming back into, into God and having that revelation, I absolutely 100% felt healing throughout my body. I just felt healing. So my life actually naturally transformed and I got out of the lifestyle that I was leading. I got out of all the wrong things. It was a natural response. I didn't read it in any book. You know, I was only new to the Bible, so I hadn't even got nowhere near all the laws and everything that they teach you in church. I was still wrapped up in love. So my natural response was 
that this isn't right, this isn't beneficial. I want what God's got because this is awesome, this is powerful. You know, this is, I'm on fire and I'm inspired when I'm going this way with God. So naturally things just change. And people had known me this one way for so long that they just could not believe the change that they were witnessing. And, I, and of course, I'm preaching God, I'm preaching Christ to everybody that I encountered. And still they would laugh and they would mock me and nobody really thought I was serious or being true. Yeah. Only as years rolled, yeah. It was only actually when the years rolled out and they saw she ain't ever changing, she's not, <laughs> she's not going back to that person. They took me seriously. And now I'm just like, you know, the preacher girl. So let's, let's, you know, so they, they know now that my heart and love is, is God and always to be representing love and to bringing people into that because I know too well the pain of living absent from love. And why would anyone want to be like that? I've lived it. It's a horrid kind of life. And, and it's trying to show people and bring them back to that reality of love. And, and, you know, just, really being in Christ and knowing that the old creation is gone and now I've come into the new and I'm this whole new person and and I went and had all these health checks and everything done and, you know, my results came back 200% clear, clean, and I remember the doctor looking at a couple of the results and saying that he was, he was just marvelled. He couldn't believe that some results had come back so pure that he'd never even seen it so pure before. And I just of course, shared my testimony because I'll tell you why it's come back so beautiful <laughs> because the reality is it probably shouldn't have, <laughs> but this is why. And so I shared, you know, and even the doctor was amazed. He's like, wow, really? I said, yeah, you know, it's just that the power of love is so transformative, you know, it, it really captures and changed you and, and it really restored me back to direction and hearing from God again. And what I found was, before, even when I believed in God and, okay, I didn't have the, the revelation like I had it now, um, I was walking out my life within myself and trusting in my abilities and, and really focusing on the negative aspects of life and the depression and living in a world of anxiety. That's walking absent. And so when there's a problem, then you go, okay, I better pray to God and God help me in this situation. But then you'd wa I'd walk away and not keep walking it out with God. So now coming in and having that experience and pursuing God and having that revelation of his love, now it's walking out and I have a peace about everything I do. So even though I have challenges in every direction that we go, we can't avoid challenges in life. You're always going to have people against you. You're always going to have things that don't 100% work out. Now I just have this peace and I don't go into the anxiety section and the depression and uh, all those horrid thoughts that I used to have. Now it's, okay, I'm going to tune into love and I'm going to focus on God and God, what can I do in this situation to correct or where have I gone wrong? Did I miss hearing you or have I done something that was out of line or what can we do here? So it's, it's now I'm walking with him. So it's far less anxiety, depression than I ever used to have. My whole world was walking in that. And I see it today in all business people. They may have wonderful success, you know, their business shows, they've got the fruit of their labour, they may have wealth, but they have a lot of anxiety and a lot of pressure that they soak in. And with that comes sickness, okay? That's the fruit of depression, anxiety, pressure, your blood pressure goes up and so forth. And then the result of that is, you know, we get the sickness from all of that. 
And so I see that in the business people that, okay, they've reached a certain amount, but they're not walking things out in love. They're not walking things out with God. And if they did, they would still have probably that and more success and they'd have the peace and they wouldn't have the sickness and the pressures that they would necessarily be carrying. I don't know. What do you think about that, Paul? Well, I'm fascinated and overjoyed with hearing what has happened to you, and I'm so glad for you. And my path to get here was different. Of course, everybody is. I experience the same things you do at this stage in my life. What I'm about is trying to help other people experience that as well. It's not a formula. It's not a step of things you do. It's certainly not one thing fits all. And so what I'm learning from you and from Don Keithley and, and many others is how to take all these different things from different people's journeys and put them out for people to hear and knowing that somebody, maybe several people at a time, but at least somebody's going to go, oh, wow, I can relate to that. And maybe, you know, maybe I should try this or do that or whatever. And so in the time that we have left, Tash, what would you, uh, I mean, don't tell people five steps how to do this. I know you wouldn't do that, but what can you tell people? What can you say to people that can do what you were trying to do all of this time is to really connect with Jesus, but you really didn't know who Jesus was or what you were doing or how to go about it? Whether you already believe in Jesus or you don't, and you do want to experience the love and remove a lot of the pressure and the anxiety and the burden that you're sitting under, you know, I would just follow God and really push into God. You know, I know ultimately it's God that calls us. Like I said, we know how to push in and love because he first loved us and he created us from his pure love to be co-creators with him and to enjoy this life. And it wasn't meant to be a suffering and a burden that we experience here and all the tragedies and things that go on from people who are absent from love. And if we all knew pure and unconditional love, of course we wouldn't hurt each other the, the way that we do and we wouldn't suffer and we wouldn't have sickness and we wouldn't have all these things that are actually a disorder. It's not in order, it's a disorder. And it, it wasn't created that way. It was meant to be something through love. And only us as individual people, because we have our own free will to walk and to come to God because he's forever calling you. So, you know, I, I would just push in and really just talk with God and build a relationship. If anything, the Bible to me gives me fantastic revelation and I can have a conversation with God through reading the Bible and have a revelation out of it. I don't see it as, like you said, a five-step program, right? It says here, thou shalt not. Now, I did at one stage. I can tell you it won't work, so don't, don't ever do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can tell you that too. Yeah. yeah, it won't work. So more than anything, and going back from when I was a little child to where I am now, 2 million percent is relational. It's all relational. Walk out your life just talking to God and there's no need to hide whatever it is, even if you uh, have an addiction, even if your addiction is food, it doesn't necessarily always have to be drugs. Sometimes it is food. Sometimes it's a mindset. You know, we're always in this negative trail of thought. You know, I, I've encountered so much in my life. So, But what I find is any time that I just talk to God about why I'm thinking this way, if it's not right, and I recognize it isn't right, we can all recognize what's not a right and what is good for us. It's just talk. And the more that you talk with God and he's going to open up and he's going to start showing you, he's going to start showing you his unconditional love. Okay, so wherever you're, you feel 
like you're disabled. Like there's plenty of areas I feel very unable. I have a, a disadvantage, which is why I never took up writing for the 10 years that God had put it on my heart. But God brings in his ability. He is able where you're disabled. So just let him to come into your life and consume you. You know, whatever you feel not qualified for, God has qualified you for. He's qualified you for everything. So it's only a matter of just sitting with him, go to your private place. For me, in fact, it's driving. I I love driving for hours. And when I drive, I drift off and I just have this whole conversation with God and it's just my peaceful zone. I try and have do that on the beach and I'm distracted by everything going on and then I find a spot and I do talk with God. But for me, ultimately, I could take three or four hour journeys in a car and just be, oh, wow, just in this whole world with God. And we've all got our little secret closet where we, we find our space where we talk. Just be open, connect, listen to God and let your heart settle always on love because love never fails. Anything you do in life, no matter what it is, if it is built on love, then it's built with God and it's built around never failing because you just can't fail with love. It doesn't matter what anyone says. You know, love never fails. Soak into love. It doesn't. And what a great story that you have, Tash, and you tell it so well and so compellingly. And I know that you're helping people in lots of ways. You're helping Don Keithley and others with writing books. You're writing things yourself. You're putting them on your website, God No Religion. And the one thing is, as we get ready to finish up is what just comes across is your experience of that unconditional, never-ending love that is just amazing. And you said this in kind of different words, but uh, I'll paraphrase it. Once you have the experience, that trumps head knowledge, book learning. Once it's happened to you, nobody can take it away from you. You know it's real. You know the experience of it, and you want more of it. And he's not stingy. He's he's generous. He, uh, grace is giving us way more than we can ever comprehend or uh, imagine or use at any one time. And you're filled with that grace and love, Tash. And I thank you so much for being willing to to share that with the rest of us. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for having me. And thank you for, you know, the privilege to be able to share it. And I really do hope that it does help someone because that's the whole point in sharing. You know, if I've had all these experiences, I want to be able to help people. But just like you said, we're all individual. We're we're all unique to God and he's going to meet us right where we're at. And so for me, this was my experience, just like all the experiences in the Bible were for them. Sure. And God has your experiences and, you know, for the for the people out there as well, we're all different and individual, but there is one thing that will never change and that is love. So yeah. God's love is there and it's pure and it's unconditional and you're going to experience it in whichever way that God's going to reach you because it's right for you and that's how God needs to reach you and speak to you. To Absolutely. You, you know? Absolutely. Well, I, Tash, I, I thank you. And I know people are uh, inspired and encouraged by your words. And uh, we'll do this again one of these days. We'll stay in touch and we'll have even more stories to tell about God's great, unconditional, never-ending love. Yeah, amen to that. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Tash. And thanks, everybody, for listening to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All. 
where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.